Welcome to Let's Talk Learning Disabilities with Lori Peterson and Abby Weinstein. Lori and Abby spend their days talking about dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, and ADHD. They talk to parents of struggling students and adults who have had a lifetime of academic challenges. They want to share those stories along with their own insights with you. So, let's talk learning disabilities. everybody, this is Lori. And this is Abby. Welcome to episode 55 of Let's Talk Learning Disabilities. How are you doing, Abby? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited. I'm loving our executive function series. I'm loving it too. We've had some really great conversations with some very knowledgeable people that have given us a lot of strategies and tips and tricks and helped us better understand a lot of different of areas of executive functioning. So today we have yet another very special guest. Today we have Michael Snyder, ADHD coach, and we are going to talk about effort. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. We're excited for you to be here tonight. Okay, Thank remind you. me, you said, was it 24 and 25 we did? Four, no, and four, five. And four and five. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. I Episodes four from, and yeah. five. Working I knew you were way back yes. in the That's... beginning. Um, yep. Michael so, was here for episode four and five, talking about ADHD coaching. A lot about his story. But Michael, for those that haven't listened to that, those episodes, yeah. tell us first a little bit about how you ended up as an ADHD coach. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, God, I, I must have been diagnosed with ADHD when I was 10. Struggled my whole entire life with it. On and off medications, this and that. Um, finally, um, you know, it had a stint in, in, in college, went into real estate, was in real estate forever, uh, moved to Austin, Texas from New York. Um, when I was in Austin, I was just going through this career change. And I had this um, book on ADHD, which my therapist had recommended four and a half years earlier. Sure enough, I, you know, sat around for that long. I'm impressed you could find yeah. it. So. Yeah, right, I yeah. know. It collected dust for four years. Yeah. 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 Collected lots of dust mm-hmm. and finally opened it up. I just turned, I think, 36. Uh, this was back in September of 2017. And I started reading it. 30 pages and I'm in tears, right? Like it, I just, my whole entire life, I was like, oh, I just like, why is it so easy for everyone else? So hard for me. Like I felt, you know, and I built a successful real estate career, but I still felt like a fraud. I was like, I was like, I always felt, you know, crazy, lazy and, and stupid and unmotivated, even for the things that I accomplished. And right then and there, I was like, Nobody should feel this way. Like, I, I want to do something with ADHD. I had no idea what at the time. So anyway, so shortly thereafter that, I end up living in Indonesia, in Bali, for a little bit. And when I was there, I, you know, I can't even remember exactly how I happened, but I found coaching. So I called up. I waited till like 12 o'clock on a Friday night because we were 12 or 13 hours ahead mm-hmm. to call up the... Um, ADCA, which is where I, I got certified through. Um, and, you know, two minutes into the phone call, I'm like, yep, yep, cool. Let's do it. Sign me up. Yep, Sign me up. Sign me up. So here I am, however, four or five years later. So do you remember the book that? Yeah. What was the name? Um, Attention Deficit Disorder in Adults, A Different Way of Thinking by Lynn Weiss. Interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. not familiar with that book. I'm and not familiar with it. that one either. It's not one of the common ones, typically, Mm-mm. that like everyone's like, oh, driven to distraction, you know, delivered but to distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's actually originally from Bastrop. Oh, here in Texas. Yeah. Huh? Which I didn't realize, of course, till after. And maybe that's why my right. therapist recommended it. <laughs> sure. But, it was a friend. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, I mean, it really spoke to me and, and um, people always ask me about recommendations for like ADHD books and stuff. And I'm like, you just gotta find what speaks to you. Like, right. like mine once again was not one that's like- Common. Top five, right? right? And I don't know, I mean, I think it had, it had great reviews and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just not one of the ones where you go to the Chad conference and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta know, get this book, right, right. right. yeah. Um, but it, it, cause you know what, it, it, what but I it resonated with you, yeah, obviously. Exactly. And it talked about five different people in different stages of their diagnosis mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I was like, that is me. That was me. That will be me again. Right. And I was like, but I didn't know that was ADHD at the time. Cause I had zero self-awareness besides the fact that I took medication, couldn't pay attention and you know, was hyperactive. Right. Right. That was the knowledge of my ADHD until I turned 36 years old. Right. Wow, that's awesome. And that's what many people think ADHD is just lack of attention, hyperactivity, and and that's about it. Unmotivated. Yeah. The impulsivity side of things. Impulsive. When I found that I like dots started connecting for when I was younger, also like, you know, developing later in life, I was like, oh. I was like, when I was 25 to, I mean, your your prefrontal cortex doesn't fully form until 25, 30 plus, especially with people with ADHD. Hence why, like, you can't rent a car at 25. Right. Or until 25, excuse me. Um, But, um, yeah, it's like, I was like, oh. And now that I'm 41 and my wife's still like, she's like, are you sure it's not like a 10 to 15 year difference? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, for me, I might be a special case. Right. I'm sure there's a spectrum. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit today about effort, which, you know, we talked earlier about how a lot of these executive functioning areas, they all do kind of blend together a little Mm -hmm. bit. There's lots of overlap. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to ask you, you know, to define this area of executive function, how would you explain effort to somebody? So... It's or a lack thereof, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And effort, this one's, a, it's sometimes a tough one to explain. And we had a call about this last week. And I was like, I was like, effort. I was like, tell me more. Because mm-hmm. effort goes to everything. But like, it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's less of, uh, a, effort is really more about like willpower, right? Like self-regulation, right? It's about the intensity of the task, right? If it's a harder task, right? And you have to piece together more things with your working memory, your, you know, visualization, things like that. Right. It's going to be harder to do and it's going to be you know, tiring. Right. So like if you think of Dr. Barkley's um, um, executive functioning model. Right. It's um, uh, you have your automatic brain, which is kind of like your self-regulation, um, um, which leads to like, you know, self-restraint. And then you have your um, uh, your thinking brain. Right. So the automatic brain is like, oh, we go through our daily lives. Right. And like things are like overlearned or habitual. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't even think about it. Anymore. Brushing your teeth in the morning. Right. Like, you know, showering, whatever that morning routine right. might be like. It's not that easy for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, I know I put that in place for me a long time ago. And it's right. like, if it gets messed up in the morning, I'm like, you know, I'll lock myself out of the house or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thinking ring, that's the hard part. Right. Like thinking's hard. Right. Like you start thinking about things. You're like, oh, this is too hard. You have an emotional reaction. And then you're just like. I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this thing. So what that looks like, I guess, on the outside, is could be like lack of effort, looking lazy. Um, unmotivated. It, unmotivated, right? Mm-hmm. When really it's like, well, like I didn't know how to start this thing or like like it was too ambiguous. I can't chunk it up, which I, that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I look at a thing and like I, even an email, mm-hmm. right? If I don't look at it and I'm like, hey, cool. Like, all right, let's set up a call. 
if I have to do anything further along than that, I'm like, uh, honey, um, could you come in here for a second and, right. you know, and reread this? Help me process yeah. through this. Yeah, let's I, talk through this. So if it requires more effort than a single step or something that is very easy and automatic, then you tend to give up on it or need help with it. Set mm-hmm. it aside. Set it aside. Yep. Put it off till later. Yeah. I, I have to do a new brochure, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, okay, I need to shrink down my... Um, Overwhelming. My, yeah, right. Like I have to shrink down my... Um, Bio, mm-hmm. right? Okay, services. Okay, I can put that one. I need to get a picture for the front. I have something in mind that I want, but like, and then like, I know who I want to do it, but I still have to put these pieces together, send them to do it, mm-hmm. right? And that's the hard. I'm like, oh, I'm questioning this. It's got to be perfect, you know, whatever. And how long did you put off that process at all, knowing you wanted to redo it? How long did it take you to finally like, okay, I'm do, I'm starting this process? Uh, I'm still putting it off, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I and, get that. And with COVID, too, like, I wasn't able to, like, drop these brochures off. So, like, I I lost the motivation, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to sort of work on it. Right. right. COVID was like a blessing and a curse for us because it was, it, was. it was like it took some heat off of us, you know, as individuals with ADHD. Yeah. Like, okay, well, nobody's doing that now. But then it also created some really bad habits. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's funny that you brought that up. And I think a lot of kids in the school setting have a hard time sustaining effort to like see tasks through to completion. And that's when they're perceived as being lazy or unmotivated. They have a hard time working on a task that's long and multi-step or requires a lot of working memory. And they may either rush through it and get it done really quickly and make a ton of careless mistakes or they give up and they just let their mind wander and they sit there not completing the task. They get a lot of slack and or flack for not completing assignments in the allotted time or giving up easily or saying they're bored. But isn't there something too with just the fatigue that, that we tend to get? Like, I feel like we fatigue faster mentally absolutely yeah, mm-hmm. than our neurotypical peers, which then looks like I'm not putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh, they're like, they're being lazy or they're not, um, they don't care. They're, they're avoiding this. They don't care. You know, whatever mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I think especially we've talked about in different areas of ADHD and of our executive functioning series, we've talked a lot about how the ADHD brain likes things that are highly engaging or very meaningful or very interesting. So I think that probably plays into effort also that if it's not as interesting to you or it's not as meaningful, it's harder to come up with that effort and sustain that effort. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. Is that kind of what you mean by willpower? Yeah, this willpower, and it's also just like think of um, I, I'll I'll pick on food after like if I'm busy during the day, whatever, like totally fine. I know what I'm eating for breakfast. I've ate the same thing for breakfast for the last 19 months, right? I'm totally fine with that. I change the bread around, make a little bit of novelty, right. right? But it's like I know exactly what I'm having. There's no questions about it. Easy. It takes zero energy for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm staying with a friend these past couple of days, and I was. I would have brought in to show you guys if they had a, a camera because they have two little kids because I was like all over the kitchen, like panicking. I couldn't turn the element. stove on. You know, it was like, it was a disaster. <laughs> and then this morning it was like a lot smoother because I was like, okay, I, this is here. This is here. Found I know, your line, know where everything right. is. Um, but f- in terms of like having structure, it it's a lot harder. It takes a lot more reps for us, which is a lot more effort. Mm-hmm. 
for us. Right. When it's unfamiliar well, territory exactly. without structure, yep. which might be probably why that one reason we thrive with structure is because it requires less effort. Mm-hmm. Once you get there. Yeah. Once you get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the creating the structure. That's- mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's funny. And by the way, also like, just think of a normal day, right? You have different, um, you know, you always new situations, stressful ones, like different problem solving, right? The more of that you have in a day, like you're with your executive functions, right? It's think of it as a, um, it talks about this, I think Dr. Barkley of like a, um, effort pool, right? The pool starts, you know, kind of like getting drained. You only have so much fuel in that tank, uh-huh. right? So if you do something, which is kind of grinding, takes a lot of your executive functions, like you're not going to perform as well for like whatever else comes next. So if you have a day of like this, then this of, you know, for us, maybe long meetings, uh-huh. right? Like, Oh, you're like sitting there like, oh, my God. Or writing yeah. a very complex report. Right. Or doing something that requires a lot of mental Just energy. fires. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, you're like, you're like, I, I'm done. I need a nap. Right. Yeah. Like, you I feel spent. I need something. Right. I got to get outside, so do whatever. But so true. A lot of times you don't. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but we don't really allow ourselves to do that. We're like, no, I should be doing this. I, I got to keep doing this. And like sort of like judging yourself around that when it's like not giving yourself like the, the you know, my wife calls it grace. The grace. You know, and I like, right. I, I use being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Hey, it's okay, right? If you're exhausted there, guess what? Like, like your body's telling you something. Mm-hmm. Take a break, yeah. move around. Take a break, do something, you know, whatever. That's Makes so interesting sense. because there have been days where like, I think back to like, we've, you know, put out a lot of fires, right? We just had a lot of different things happening, different things come up and it's like, you're having so, there's so much mental energy Mm -hmm. that goes into that, that I do. I go home and I'm like, I can't, don't even ask me what's for dinner. Like, I don't know. They're cereal, fend for yourself. Like, I can't, that's, I'm done. Like, yeah. I've done all the problem solving for today I can do. I've met my, I've matched. You were mentally exhausted, so thus you kind of feel physically exhausted. So, too. so my understanding correctly, that doesn't happen to everybody? Like, that is, like neurotypical people don't get, like, maxed out like that? No. Well, they, it, I mean, it, they can, I guess, but. Well, the, that stuff that they're doing, they takes less manipulation from them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, so, like, for us, it takes so much manipulation that by the end of the day, like, like my wife Spent. knows if I come down, you know, stairs on our house from, like, a coaching call, she looks at my face, like, there's this glassy sort of look if I had, like, three, four, you know, five calls in a day, and she's like, cool. Okay. Right, like, all right, you know, she, she's not going to be like, hey, You're babe, done. you want to do this right. or you want to do that, right? Like, you need like, give some me, like, an hour, so let me, Let's let me plan all our investments or, right now. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. If I have one more ounce of, like, brain power, it's like, no, I'm going to explode. Right. So do you see in your clients, do you see them struggling tremendously with effort and does it look different amongst different clients or does it usually look the same, the effort and the mental fatigue, the mental fatigue? Yeah. Uh, great question. So I think it manifests differently, but I think ultimately when it comes to like with your, you know, um, visualization and your, um, you know, nonverbal working memory and, and keeping things in your head or like getting them out, you know, getting them on paper. Right. I think things kind of come under, um, like four different categories of where they can take too much effort. Right. I mentioned before about something being ambiguous, someone not being able to chunk something up. That's, I mean, it happens to me every day, it happens to every single one of my clients. Right. Uh-huh. Like I, I just, I, I don't know what's next. I don't know what a finished email looks like, or I don't know what a finished you know, if it's you're in school or something like that, a finished project looks like, 
right? And then people don't actually go get clarity on this. Mm-hmm. And I ask them like, well, can't you ask somebody, right? Like I let them come up with this on their own, but I'm like, what are the resources available to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other aspect of like effort would be like, we're, if you think about ADHD, it's we're addicted to dopamine, mm-hmm. right? So either just like more motivated to do something else, right? right? Like watch YouTube videos instead of doing this, right? Because guess what? It doesn't involve any thinking. It's easier, right? right. Mindless. Yep. Um, then the third thing would be like, you know, it's um, uh, emotionally, right? Fight, fight, or freeze, right? Like emotionally trying to disconnect and, and avoidance, get away mm-hmm. from something, right? That's exhausting. It is. Right? Especially if you even, we tend to beat ourselves up more. I know I do. Like beat ourselves up more leading up to this thing, which is yes. exhausting. I right? do that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth piece would be like, oh, like it's a boot up problem. I don't know where to start, right? Getting in the flow of something, mm-hmm. right? So I think those manifest differently, but I think if you were to think of like with effort, that would, I don't know if I put those right with effort, but it would oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. manifest, like look right. that way. It looks- Did you call that a Buddha problem? Is that what you Buddha, said? Buddha. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Oh, it's hard to boot. Oh, to get the energy to get started. Yeah, I don't know. I get that. And like for kids, there's time tools, stuff like that. Of like, oh, like little. Um, it's the visual timers. Yeah, or or even just there's a. a, It's called a time cube. It's not the. It's literally just a time cube, right? And that's the name of it. it. It's nothing fancy. Yeah, where you flip it over, it's like five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, ten, fifteen, like thirty minutes. Where it's just like, oh, just do this for here, and then the ding, kind of like gets a. you know, like a little hit of dopamine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think a lot of times we struggle with task initiation mm. or booting up, as you yeah. would say. And I think part of that is thinking about the effort that it's going to take to complete the task. It overwhelms mm. you. It, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it harder to get started. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of students struggle with that in school, getting started on assignments or projects because of the mental energy and stamina and the effort it's going to require to complete it. The other conversation I've had recently with a couple of parents is when they talk about how they've offered their kids help. Like, let me Mm -hmm. help you with that. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, you have to understand that when you offer help, all they're seeing is more work because you're going to make them either redo what they've done Mm -hmm. or do it right, which they know is going to take much longer than them rushing through it and just being done with it. So they, mm-hmm. that your help actually overwhelms them. It doesn't yeah, help them because sure. it, in their mind, you're creating more, more work, work for them. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Well, and with parents too, I mean, we love our parents, right? But they're mm-hmm. paying the ass a lot of the time. Of course. And they, they only want what's best for us, right? But if you have, especially like a non-ADHD parent, and I guess also like our age, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, ADHD wasn't as much of a thing, mm-hmm. right? For our generation. So like our parents were like, ah, we'll just try harder, right. right? Do things like that. But, and I, you know, obviously as-, as They don't understand ADHD as right. well because it wasn't as common and in exactly. the, the media and in the world well, well, we talked like, about. Whether it being like, oh, it's it's a, um, like it's a, oh, well, you can't focus with ADHD. No, no, you can hyper-focus like you know, crazy right. things, right? But it's really hard to self-regulate. Yes. And we um, hear parents say that all the time, but he can focus on his video games for an hour. Sure. Yeah. Right. Or but seven hours. Or seven hours. Right. Yeah. Well, and when I think, so 
when parents educate themselves like around ADHD, it's also hard to, if you don't have it, to put yourself in those, their shoes. Because mm-hmm. to you, it looks lazy or, mm-hmm. you know, just like, like I don't well, hey, it's just, so hard about yeah, this. Right. Or like, do it this way. But really comes down to like leveraging your strengths. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, hey, like, you know, how do you learn? Right. What, what's the, oh, you, you're having trouble starting this assignment. Like, well, what's confusing? Right. right. They might not know. I do this in in coaching all the time. Like I can't assume that I know what any like what somebody means by time management or by procrastination or by um, you know organization. Right? It looks different for everybody. For sure. Yeah. Right. So especially with parents and students, it's like I know this is hard for parents, and it's you know it's hard for me on coaching calls to assume that like I know what the answer is. Right. right? Mm-hmm. When I'm like, no, I can't assume I know what the answer is. It's um, almost like you have to have a common definition of it first, right? Well, you yeah. and the client have to both well, understand yeah. what it looks like. Right, right. So I had, I asked somebody, what, what does time look like for them? And they're like, oh, well, like everyone tells me I should use a calendar. They've gotten a calendar, never used it. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't, they're like, I see time in a, like a track. Right. And I was like, okay, okay then. awesome. So that's probably why, you know, we, 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 they then came up with this idea of like when I asked time and then how like that would look for keeping track of what they weren't keeping track of. Right. But so with parents it's like, all right, well they like forget what you think, you know, and what should be the right way. Right. Like you got to see what, what, how they're seeing things and what works for them and help them get clarity on what's not clear. And it might not be with you. I mean, it might be with a coach, might be with a teacher or a teacher says whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like. Right. You know, a tutor, whatever right but like getting clear on the assignment of like i'm not just memorizing information mm-hmm. right that doesn't stick exactly well and i think that goes back to the just get started on it right mm. like you know def- like you'll hear parents like you have to finish it right now let's just get started and again mm-hmm. that is okay well what does that mean you know to me when you tell me to get started on something if it's something that overwhelms me i'm like where yeah how, how do i begin I don't even know where to start like yeah. i need it broken into you know, and I'm learning how to do that still in my, yeah. at my old age, but I need it like kind of spelled out. Like I like the structure of mm-hmm. first you do first, this, right? Break it into small this. steps. And that helps me. I can put forth the effort if I know what it is I'm supposed to do. And it's, it looks manageable to me right? and it's broken into this, but just one big giant project. I got nothing. Right. Yeah. And so then I'm like, in my mind, my procrastination has always been. I'm just going to set this over here. And while it sits over here, I'm probably going to come up with a way to get it done. Like I truly believe yeah. in my mind that I'm going to somehow subconsciously come, come up with a plan on how I'm going to do this Yeah, by letting it sit, which really it's just, I'm fooling myself because <laughs> it's never coming. Somebody recently told me a, a little strategy or tip. I have a hard time getting started on laundry. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. For some reason, laundry is this overwhelming, huge beast of a task for me. And it requires a lot of effort yeah. for me. And getting started on it because it requires so much effort is hard. And um, a coach recommended to me to break it down and to first just start by just standing in front of the hamper. Mm-hmm. Tell myself that I'm just going to stand in front of it. And then once I accomplish that, then it's like, okay, wait a minute. I'm standing here. I'm already up off the couch or off yeah. the bed. I'm standing in front of the hamper. I could probably do a little bit. At least I could sort the laundry sure. and maybe do the next step. So I think um, 
it to me, it sounds like a, a way to help boot yourself up and to think about having enough effort to get through a task or something that's overwhelming is to break it up into small, more manageable little pieces. Yeah. Really small. Really like, small. Like standing in front of the hamper yeah. is yeah. my step one. So that was something that really resonated with me. And I thought, well, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it this weekend. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't make it to work on Monday, right. you're still standing, She's still standing in front yeah. of the hamper. <laughs> Abby. Well, I know where she is. Right. Um, no, I, I, and I love that. So I, I tell people about this with the gym. So like the, the gym I train at, Atomic Athlete, they um, it, it's they have an open gym concept, but it's a, a lot of classes, right? I prefer the classes because all I got to do is show up. Mm. I don't have to think about the workout that I'm going to do, right? I just got to right. show and get my butt kicked, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also, you know, when someone's like, oh, right, well, I want to go to the gym. Okay, cool. So like, you know, maybe instead of staying in sweatpants all morning, right? Like put on your gym sneakers. Oh yeah. Right. Like whatever you, I, every morning I, and I work remotely. I, my background is real estate. I don't put a suit and tie on anymore. Right. I right. almost forget how to tie a tie at this point <laughs> in my life, especially living in Austin. Right. right. I'm sure. Um, and it's like, how do you, um, so it's like, Oh, all right. Put your shoes on. Cool. Right. Step one's done. Step put your one. shoes and clothing. Okay. Drive to the gym. Okay. That's sit in doable. your car. Right. Yeah. Sit in your car. Give it a couple minutes, right? By the time you're there, you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm already yeah. here. I might as well just go in. Right. Right. And then when you go in, it's like makes sense. Ah, I don't really feel like being here. Like, you know what? Let me just do like a set, right? Or let me jump on the treadmill and like warm up my, you know, my muscles a little bit or whatever it is. Uh then you're, you're like, ah, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Right. So like for you thinking of laundry too, it's like, oh, standing there, it's like, cool, let me just sort. And then you got the two piles, you're like, as well. I might as well just throw one in. Right. I'm already here. Uh-huh. Right? Like, I've come this far. Right. I just <laughs> exactly. got to throw it in, do it, and like hit the button. Right? But like I've had clients come up with systems where it's like they have a no-fold laundry system. Right? No so, fold. Yeah. Yeah. So, like for me. Because putting it away is a daunting task. Yeah. And then you have laundry piled up, you know, wrinkle, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, when so? I, yeah, so? <laughs> before I was, yeah. Before I was married, I literally kept everything in the dryer. And On I was the dryer? In the again, dryer? Yes. Right? And to then I reached in and get what I needed. And also like I didn't sort any laundry. I, everything was, you know, one either load. dry cleaned or yeah, one load. Um, I like that idea though. Is step one, put on the shoes. Yeah. Drive to the gym. Step two, or stand in front of the hamper. I'm getting on bed. Put but, my feet on the ground. Yeah, a and lot of people too, have our time getting going. In I the think morning. we get wrapped up on what um, the shoulds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that's what really kills us. Kills us. What we should do. Yes. I should work out. I should do my laundry. You know, I should fold my clothes. But I mean, should you? I mean, yeah. says who? Yeah. And I think that's where we get really hung up because then we beat ourselves up because yeah. we didn't do the should. Mm-hmm. And no uh, yeah. And then we call ourselves lazy or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think the shoulds are a big issue. Well, like anything where it, it um, with the clients, I should, I could, I ought to, I got to. Like, what do you mean you got to? Says who? Right. Like, but, and you know, we're products of our environment. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, our belief systems, you know, t- our values, things like that. Right. They're from our, you know, our, our coaches, our rabbis, our, you know, parents, you know, people yes. like that. Right. So as especially as you get older and start kind of coming to your own, if you're always like, well, my father was in the military, super organized, like very diligent, whatever that. No, granted, if you have it each and you go into the military and you have that structure and routine it's already created for you, you don't have to think about it. Mm hmm. Right. But then if you and this is I see this, too, like I've worked with a couple of vets, they come out of 
you know, the military and it's like everything just falls apart. They lost their like structure mm-hmm. and sort of like their purpose of like, oh, I knew exactly where I had to be at, at you know, 5 a.m. Right. Right. Like, Schedule. Yeah. And that's a big thing, too, where I got a lot of people coming in that that were doing great in high school. And then they get into college. They lose their structure. They don't have mm-hmm. mom and dad over their shoulder, like, right. like managing them. Too much right? free time. Right. And it just sort of falls apart. You don't know how to how to how to manage that right you don't know where to start exactly right and also all that free time it's like well, i have all this free time like i knew i would go to school from eight to three mm-hmm. and then i had basketball practice and then i guess i would have to do my homework right right, right or i get in trouble or you know whatever and now no one is beating down my door or nagging me if i don't even show up mm-hmm. right <laughs> right but isn't effort also to maintaining, right? So putting on your shoes and getting to the gym, you know, standing in front of the laundry and getting it done. But doesn't effort also being able to kind of maintain that on a day, weekly, whatever basis you've goals you've set for yourself? I mean, to me, like going one time, great. My thing is always like, well, one time is useless if I'm not going to keep doing it. And so I'm already that okay. far ahead, right? Like, yeah. well, if I'm if I can't keep this up forever. Like I won't give up carbs. That's not, I can't keep it up forever. Right. Then like, why bother doing it for one day? Right. Right? So that's whether that's just my own crazy logic, but I do think the effort is the being able to maintain some consistency with it. Right. Yeah. Well, and I tell people this about coaching. I can never, I've never been able to coach anybody to do anything that you just don't want to do. Sure. But I can coach and make it easier and more fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think of like sustaining something of like, you know, obviously there's a belief in there of like, oh, well, I just do it this one day. Right. But if you can make it easy enough where you can remove as many barriers as possible for you to do this, like think of, okay, so the, the not eating carbs. Right? right. Okay. But if in your pantry you have like <laughs> chips and right. crackers, crackers and, and whatever. Yeah. Right. So where and I start, I, of course, ADHD. Right. I started saying telling a story around this earlier and I we went off on another track but like I stopped buying things and my wife my wife will buy like oh she's like honey I got you these uh, Scandinavian swimmers, swimmers from Trader Joe's right these gummy things uh-huh. and I'm like hey why'd you do that right because right? then she'll put them in this thing and then I open the pantry I'm like I guess we'll just have one or two. Right. Uh-huh. They're right, right there. They're right and then, there. Right. And then I close it and I come back and, uh, just, and I'm like oh I'm not going to track these. Right. Yeah, like, I'm not telling anybody about this. I'm like nah, <laughs> this, is, nah, this is fine. Um, so, but when you start to remove those things, like, all right, well, cool. Like stop buying them. Right. Like right. modify your environment. Right. Like don't keep stuff in the house where it's like, I know I have zero self-control because mm-hmm. that's like exhausting. Like, Same. and it's, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like I have, and then you beat yourself up again. Right. Too. Like, oh, I shouldn't eat that. Mm-hmm. You know? And but, so much of it is mindless. Mindless. Right. Yeah. Mindless. You, you'll eat it and you'll think, I just had three of those. How'd that even happen? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then also with that sugar too, it's. Like it gives us dopamine, but it's like false. Yeah. Positive, so to speak. And that's also why like, like the artificial sweeteners and stuff are, I don't have the science behind it, but are supposed to be like, even like worse, like a diet Coke or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be worse than like a regular Coke. Right. Yeah. Because it's tricking your taste buds or like all like the, um, uh, stevia or artificial sweetener Mm -hmm. drinks, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but sugar, by the way, is actually, this is something I learned recently with, in terms of maintaining, right. Mm -hmm. Um, or maintaining effort in um, your executive functions are related to your blood glucose levels. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, 
if you have something like lemonade or like a sports drink where you like you're let's say you have a you're preparing for an exam or you um um you know you have meetings at you know work or whatever right so if you take it and not chugging this thing right but you know like sipping on it right just sipping on it as you go that helps maintain your blood glucose really which is so consuming a little bit of sugar yeah over time right not like don't take the thing chug it right Mm -hmm. like and i'm sure i mean i guess you have a coke or whatever which i think is what caffeine also does for a Mm -hmm. lot of people we kind of in short spurts in short spurts yeah it gives us a little bit more energy a little bit of more stamina and makes the effort a little bit easier i think sure so that's probably along the lines with sugar so what would you, so you've talked about some different strategies, but if you were going to recommend for parents listening or for those that are listening that struggle a lot with effort, motivation, sustaining mm-hmm. the effort, what are strategy? are there any other strategies that you would recommend besides like taking those small steps, breaking things into smaller manageable goals, is there anything else that, that pops into your head that might be an easy strategy or something to throw out for our listeners that would help with kind of sustaining effort and motivation and getting things done? Sure, sure. Well, I, physical exercise is a big one, right? Some kind of like, you know, sweating a few times a, a week, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or getting outside for a walk like, oh, I've been doing this thing, like get up and walk away, right? So j- just like... Um, Breaks are um, important. Breaks are huge. Yeah, breaks are huge, and, and no one what to do you know with your break. Or I heard it once called like intermission, mm-hmm. right? Because a break there's like no defined end. Exactly. There's an intermission at play. You get up, have some water, yeah. use the rest of fifteen minutes come back. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. I like that term. Give um, yourself an intermission. So, um, you know, physical exercise. Um, you know, in design, designing your breaks, knowing what you're going to do during the break. Because then also, if you take a break or intermission, whatever, if you're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do during this time. Mm-hmm. That's it becomes ambiguous. It does. And you go to the thing that you don't have to think about. Right. Right. Um, so plan your breaks. Plan your breaks. Um, I, I'm big on two, and I, I have to let people figure this out. But like, once you well, leveraging your strengths, of course, mm-hmm. right? Like understanding sort of what those are, and since they look different for everybody, right? It's like, oh, you can Google like what are my strengths, right? But then it's like, well, how's that like? What does it look like for, right. for right. me? Right. So like when you leverage your figure out what those strengths are and you leverage them and you feel like, oh, cool. Like like, for instance, for today. Right. I talked to my coach about this the other day. I was like over preparing. I'm like, OK, I'm like taking all these notes and, I'm you know, and, and like put all this work in. I'm like, you know what? Like and then I'll talk to my wife about it. And I talk to my coach about it. And then like even when I talked to you last week. Yeah. Right. Like F, like it seemed such a big task. And very, it's still sort of ambiguous, mm-hmm. right? But right. I think the first question I asked you was like, what's ever look like? Like, what do you, what do you right, want right, the podcast right. to look like? Mm-hmm. Right. And I try and still, like, I try and ask things more of like, of myself, of anyone else, of like, what's the thing look like for us? What's it mean? Pulling the emotional piece out of it. Right. Because right? the emotion is just the reflexive reaction. So you just shut down. Right. right? Sure. But if you make it tangible, Right. So making things tangible uh-huh. would, would be another big thing. Okay. Um, visual imagery. I mean, I guess that's part of making it tangible. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Um, making it visualize novel, it. I think too, like making it, trying to make it interesting or mm-hmm. yeah. fun. Or more yeah. meaningful to your life. I, I think also maybe, tell me what you think about this, rewarding yourself mm-hmm. for your effort and for getting things done. So maybe... 
I'm going to, if I do my laundry one day and stay caught up on my laundry, I'm going to reward myself with, you know, an hour of Netflix time or an hour free reading. Or if my child is able to get their assignment done within the allotted time, take their break, get back to their assignment. And after the break is over, I'm going to reward them with extra computer time or mm-hmm. ice cream, you know, or, ice cream. Yeah. yeah, or choosing the, the restaurant for dinner. I mean, do you think rewarding ourselves for our behavior is something that could help us sustain the effort next time or be more consistent with it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I'm big on like, you got to give yourself something to look forward to, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's as an adult, right? I don't know, a vacation, the gym, reading a book at the end of the day, right? Like, like what's your happy hour for the day? Right. Right. Like what what does that look like and have something, right? Well, yeah, (laughs) go for a walk, right? On Austin's the green belt or here. Right. Um, Yeah. Like it's, you, I also tell people put this in their calendar or, yeah. or whatever they, that's <laughs> a calendar. I'm just talking whatever about. You right. yeah, whatever planning. you use for planning. Yeah. Right. For anything like that. Right. If it's in your phone. Right. Cause when you constantly also have it there, like it's, it keeps it in sight versus like out of sight, out of mind, which right. we tend to struggle with. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Oh, I, I can't, I can't, I'm only when you deal very um, reflexively versus um, um, reactively. Right. Maybe I flipped that around. But um, so, yeah, I mean, rewards. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, habits and, and routines, finding like what works mm-hmm. like for you. Also, like I tell you, like if you're creating your day, right? Like a lot of us work from home now. You guys you know, still work in the office, but you do stuff remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out like if you know, like and this isn't for everybody, but if you know that uh, eat the frog. Right. I don't know if you've heard that term. There's another term for it. No, I, no, I haven't Never, heard of okay. it. Eat like, the frog. Do the, like the hardest thing. Eat the frog first thing in the morning. Oh, do the hardest, do thing, the first hardest thing. thing first. Right. I have heard that. But with people with ADHD who naturally have lower levels of dopamine. Right. So you wake up, you have lower levels of dopamine. So if you then go and do the hardest thing you have to do for the day first. Oh, I got to sit down and work on this paper first thing in the morning. Right. Like 11 o'clock rolls around. And you're like, I'm exhausted. Right. Like I, and your executive functions are all just everything's depleted. Right? Mm-hmm. All the fuel's gone. Fuel tank is empty. Fuel tank is empty. Right. Huh. And as well, like people like so if you can design, you're like, oh, like I uh, college students, they're like, oh, you know, days I have five classes. And they're like, yeah, then I'm going to do four hours of homework. And I'm like, why do you put oh, why? I mean, why on that day? Why not right. just like take take 15 minutes at the end of your five classes and review your notes from those classes? And then that's it. Mm hmm makes sense you know like just let it be because we all want to the should aspect right the should i have to this and that um it's yeah it's it's so important to kind of get out of that it's hard i think mindset i think a lot of that comes with maturity too right being able to understand the should yeah Mm -hmm. and what it really is and that it's not necessary it's not maybe your personal feelings, but feelings that have been put on to you by right. society, family, whoever, right? Right. Who told you you yeah. should? Yeah. And that takes a lot of self-awareness, though. It does. It really does. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> really, which is what we all lack. <laughs> yeah. It I think like it's a vicious cycle, isn't yeah. it? It is. Um. So, okay. So this has been fascinating and I have all kinds of other things I want to talk about, but we're going to ramble on and um, I have a couple questions for you yeah. after, after we're done. But... Thank you for being here today. Yeah. No, thank you guys so much for having me. Yes. By the way, congratulations on... 
I know this is 55 now. Yeah. Like 50 podcast I know episodes. I that crazy. Talk about so effort. Yes. Talk about effort. Yeah. Talk about yeah. effort. We, we're really surprised we have been able yeah. to We're super proud of ourselves. It. We are yeah. very proud of I, ourselves. I, you guys should be. And honestly, like you guys, I, from the bottom of my heart, you guys are true inspiration for, oh, thank you. you know, Everyone with ADHD and, and it just learning disabilities, you guys are huge advocates. And like, I think what you do here is amazing. Well, thank you yeah. so much. And we are grateful to have people like you that we can Refer share to. with and share yes. clients with you and, and have you as a resource. So thank you. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions for Michael, we're going to put his contact information in the show notes. We'll have his website, his email address. Um, if you are looking for an ADHD coach, he's your guy. Um, if you have any questions for us about our episodes or have any suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at let's talk learning disabilities at gmail.com or, or our podcast website, ltldpodcast.com. You can access all of our episodes. You can even look at episodes grouped by categories and topics. So feel free to check out that pod or that website. We have one more episode left on executive functioning. It is all about emotion regulation. Should be very fascinating. Very. We're looking forward to it. Thanks everyone for being here. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you guys again. Appreciate thank it. You, Absolutely. Guys have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. In our show notes, you can find information about today's talk as well as links to resources and other episodes. If you have questions about today's talk, have ideas for future episodes, or just want to stay connected, you can contact us through Diagnostic Learning Services on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So, let's keep talking learning disabilities. This podcast is sponsored by eDiagnostic Learning. You can find more information at www.ediagnosticlearning.com.